All right, let's welcome in the Dallas Cowboys head coach to kick off season number two on the Sean and RJ show on the home of America's team, 105.3 The Fan, Mike McCarthy, brought to you by Ford Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Good morning, coach. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Doing well. Welcome back. Thank you for uh, year number two. We appreciate it. Well, it's good to be back. Is that, is that me? Uh, is it, okay, we have a good connection. Yeah, you're oh, good. Yeah, we you. were clapping for you. That was our. Oh, uh, that was clapping. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. It was disguised very well. <laughs> we got a top-notch producer here, Coach. All right, no, he's he's on fire this morning. Were you uh, Were you <laughs> able to watch uh, last night's game? No, actually, I wasn't. I was uh, visiting with Dan Quinn earlier about it, but uh, yeah, it's you know we were actually just going through some game management situations uh, for today's work and. Um, and just was talking about the field goal and hole operation and you know some of the things that go on in the pre-snap to, that could lead mm-hmm. to a pre-snap penalty. So it's, uh, it's, it's the NFL. You know, it's, you see so many games each week come down to those last you know one or two plays. Coach, when those things happen, uh, like before that field goal snap, do you say to your guys, "Hey, don't jump off sides." Do you actually have to like give that reminder, even though they're professional football players, or you, you just assume like we've gone over this? Or do you always try to give that reminder in the moment? Oh, definitely. No, there's coaching reminders, and there's there's terms, acronyms that you use. You know, dojo, d o d o j o. Don't jump off sides. Dojo, dojo. So you know, good reminders like that are utilized throughout the game. Um, so it's it's always good to have quick reminders and you try to keep them to two syllables if you can. <laughs> Coach, I, I know you said you didn't see last night, but like in general, when you watch a like a Monday night game or a game that's you know not one that you guys are playing in, how, like, do you watch it like a fan? Like, oh, I had to go for it here, or oh, he's offside. You know, like, are you watching the game the same way we are? Or do you kind of completely take emotion out of it? No, I jump back and forth because um, you know I, I'm, I'm a fan of football. I mean, whether it's college football or pro football. I mean, I, I get into the excitement of, you know, players making plays and, and what's going on. But I, I just think just obviously because of my profession and just, you know, just the years of being in this, I'm, I'm always watching the scheme and the game management. I mean, it's just something that I think you, you can always learn from. You can, you're always trying to sharpen your own, your own tool to, you know, hey, did you see this? Because, you know, when you come in the next day, if there's something that, you know, so-and-so ran last night or yesterday, you know, let's, you know, most coaching staffs around the country, I would think, I know the coaching staffs I've been on, you know, that, that's that's what you talk about around the water cooler. Most people talk about more inter, more interesting things. We're talking about plays that we saw in the, you know, in the Cal versus uh, Stanford game last night. So I just think that's, that's just part of the way we're wired. Mike, we know it's always been important, but has game management like become even more important and focused on over the past few years versus maybe more X's and O's when you first started coaching uh, because we're all, we all have these analytical websites. We all become these Monday morning quarterbacks. Is, has game management become an even bigger focus over the past few seasons? Well, I think it's clearly a bigger focus. And, and, and really, I, I give I, I give the, you know, the media and, you know, and the attention to our game the credit for that uh, because I, I think with, with that, you know the the lenses of of how you know coaches and players operates is a lot you know brighter and and it, you know it's a lot tighter than it was you know 15 20 years ago and, and that's a credit to you know the people in the media and, and just the intensity that our game has covered uh, but I think it also shows you that you know you know analytics is is not black and white mathematics mm-hmm. is critical 
to the operation and the process of training your football team and, and making game day decisions, but there are other variables involved. And that's, and that's the part that, you know, you really got to try to stay on top of because, you know, sometimes you get into, you know, fourth down situations and things like that, but there, you know, there may be another variable that, that's going on on your sideline that, you know, you have to be really on top of because there's nothing worse than getting information after the fact. And when you got to make a, a key decision. And, and, I, and I think that's the reality of the analytics approach to our game. That's, that's, um, you know, so much more in the media and, and I think it's healthy, uh, but I think it's just given the fans a, a closer inside look to, to, to really what goes on, you know, in, in each and every football operations. So do y'all get that information like in real time? Like if you were to sit there and make a fourth down decision, like, hey, if we go for it here, it uh, increases our win chance. Like, do you get that in real time or is that you only have like 40 seconds? I mean, it depends on your process. I mean, you know, there's systems that, that are out there that have a red light, green light, yellow light, you know, system. Um, to me, I, I've always looked at the game plan. Um, you know, and I've learned this from being an offensive play caller. You, I mean, you got to build your call sheet, you know, for the game. But then, you know, there's there's a worksheet that, and that's really why I, I refer to mine as a worksheet that, you know, most of those decisions from a mathematic standpoint need to be registered, you know, before the game starts. Uh, you know, the things that go on during the flow of the game, you know, that that's the, you know that's the moment momentum, the emotional component is, is the variable that you just have to be in tune with with everything that's going on in your team. So you kind of got to take the mathematics and the, and the, you know, in the, in the gut part of it is, I think some people refer to that is, but it's, it's really the, you know, the, the ebb and flow of the football game uh, is, is, is part of the decision-making process for my, in, in my approach. Mike McCarthy here on Sean and RJ getting you ready for the chargers on one Oh five, three, the fan uh, last year, we thought you were dealt and, unbelievably unlucky hand with all the injuries, then you're dealing with COVID. Are you kind of looking at yourself now and saying, where's this coming from? Why am I dealing this with year two with all these guys out with Tank and Leo and the Randy Gregory situation? Are you, are, are you kind of looking to see who may, may have a Mike McCarthy voodoo doll out there? Um, you know, that's, that's a very fair question. Um, <laughs> but just because of, you know, the way, the way it went last year, but, um, this is a new year. I mean, adversity—it's going to happen at, at some at some level. Um, you, you always have injuries. You have things that that go on. Um, you hope it's spread out, you know, throughout the team. Uh, but when it does become similar to a position, it's it's a bigger challenge. But yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I believe in the energy of the universe and all that. Uh, but uh, I just, you know, it, it's just this is football. This is the way it goes in this league and. You know, the most important thing is just to make sure everybody's ready. Um, I think uh, Jerry Steven, you know, Will McClay, when we went through the, you know, the roster development process, you know, our goal was to keep as many players as we possibly can off of our 90-man roster, and and this is why you do it. Are you still uh, pessimistic about Randy's status for Sunday? How's he looking with the COVID issue? I mean, he's still he's still in the protocol, you know, and, and obviously, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't make it back by tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's practice, then he would not be eligible for the game. Coach, um, how much can you line up Parsons, you know, up front? Is it just going to have to come down to blitzing in order to generate pressure on Herbert? Or who are some of the guys, or what are some of the other ways that you can try to make up for Tank's uh, absence there? Well, you know, we try to take. Stay away from schematic questions on the radio and TV, but uh, you know I, I will 
say uh, that was humor there, partner. But um, <laughs> it's no, I, I think you know with 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 Micah's situation, you know his his position flexibility is is a benefit, but you know also cognizant that uh, you know he's in his first year and, and just you know keeping you know keeping track of his responsibility plate, just you know make sure it's not overflowing. But um, he's he's handled everything we've thrown at him. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we feel good about our. I mean, if you look at our, our numbers and our defensive front, we we feel really good about our guys, and um, you know we feel like we we can generate it with a four man rush. But you know, definitely five man is, is something that you got to have each and every week. I mean, that's you know this is a five man pressure league um, in the last five years. So I mean, that's definitely part of every game plan. This is probably a dumb question coming from me. It probably is, but can you manufacture pressure? I'm not sure what you're asking me. You talking about schematically or, or yeah, like it's you're not just line up four guys on there. I mean, you're 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 going to have to get like super creative. It's like, you know, if you if you just don't have the horses, can you find a way to still get it without bringing the entire house and leaving your secondary completely exposed? Well, I mean, it's 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 mathematics. You know, you rush four, rush five, or rush six. So uh, the the key is 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 you know is is really in the pre snap. You know, they they have a veteran setter. You know, Corey Lindsley, you know, played for me uh, up there in Green Bay, so he's smart. Uh, you know, obviously the quarterback's, you know, really beyond his years as far as in his development. So, you know, it's it's all based on how they declare the front uh, because, you know, it's it's more about creating one-on-one matchups. Uh, is, and that's really what it comes down to. So if you can get two one-on-ones or maybe even three one-on-ones in a certain scheme versus their protection scheme, then you you got to have pressure. I mean, that that, that – when you put the players in that position to, to, to get the one-on-ones, then the pressure has to come from that particular you know, matchups. Mike McCarthy here on the fan. How are you feeling about uh, Donovan Wilson's status for Sunday? Uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, today's a big day for him. I mean, this is this is really the design of our, you know, our process going into the week. You know, today's all about, you know, the, the you know the first fifteen and in the, the final segments of the game. We call it Fast and Furious Friday and. You know, it's a it's a rest and recovery component at the end of the day, so this gives all of our guys a chance to you know to get their legs back and get get themselves physically ready to play. So, I mean, I, the answer to your question is if he, if he practices tomorrow, if he practices tomorrow, then then I'll, I'll anticipate him playing in the game. Coach Justin Herbert is being praised after the fantastic start uh, in his rookie season. You're you're an offensive QB guy. W- what are you seeing in Herbert when you study him? Well, I mean, you, you, you love the physical, uh, his physical traits. I mean, he definitely has the, you know, everything you look for. I mean, six six, and he's still very athletic, so he can play in and out of the pocket. Um, you know, he has a little bit of a three quarter release, but you know, he has a big time arm. I mean, there's not a throw that he that he can't make, and and he's aggressive with his decision making. And, and I think for a young quarterback, um, that that's what I've been uh, most impressed with. So he can rip it. Um, he has. Uh, you know, a very big receiving core. I mean, you talk about three guys, all six three plus, uh, with with you know long levers, big catching radius. So I mean, this is a very aggressive passing attack that we're we're going to face Sunday. So it's important for us to climb all over these guys with tight coverage. You know, get our hand. He did have twenty tip balls last year, so you know we got we got to make sure we try to you know restrict the throwing lanes. But um, you know, we got we got to get it after these guys. The ball is going to be thrown, and he, you know they're, they're they're an aggressive offensive unit. So um, we got to contest those catches and hopefully get some tip balls and get our hands on it for for the tar- for the takeaways. Uh, Coach Jerry told us on Tuesday that uh, uh, Steele is going to play right tackle. What uh, what went into that decision? Him in terms of you know moving out the right tackle and not 
maybe moving Zach out there, which uh, was something that we had talked about quite a bit. Well, I think like anything, I mean, you know, you, you guys are out there at Oxnard. You, you, you trust your rotations and the different, uh, you know, combinations that you work. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing for us, and it's, you know, seems, seems to have been the case since I've been here, is, you know, we've, we've never been really able to settle into, you know, five healthy offensive linemen playing in, in, as one unit. And, you know, at some point in training camp, you know, every year, you, you want to get to that point. So uh, this is this is more about, the rotation of it. I mean, Zach Martin's, you know, obviously, you know, best, you know, best right guard in football. So what he gives you in there, as far as you know, playing next to a young center and helping that right tackle, there's a there's a lot of value in that. So, um, so that, that, that you know, all those things go into that decision. Did you have to have a talk with Jerry after he revealed that to us in the CIA world of the NFL? Like, hey, hey let's 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 be, let's be a little more confidential here, uh, Chief. <laughs> well, that was a real CIA approach. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, well done. Yeah, well done. I think we're okay. All right, don't hold it against us, Coach. Uh, cool. Speaking of offensive linemen, uh, Rashawn Slater was a guy we focused on a lot when you guys yeah. were on the clock, uh, and he's getting a lot of credit for his week one matchup against Chase Young. What What have you seen from Slater uh, against the, against the football team? I mean, he's, I think he's everything we thought he was coming out of Northwestern. I mean, he's uh, he's off to a good start. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I like both their tackles. You know, I'm not sure if Blog Brian's going to play this week. Um, so, you know, they got a veteran center and. and you know, in their in their guards. I mean, it's a total, it's a you know, it's a totally redone offensive line from last year. But you know, Slater is is what you're looking for in that left left tackle position. Last one, coach. How was uh, Dak's arm and shoulder feeling after that workload? He looked magnificent. We thought against Tampa Bay, blew all of us away. Uh, was was he sore? Did you have to limit him at all this week in in throwing for uh, the Chargers? No, he's been 100 percent full go, and I think. You know where we are uh, today. We feel like we're we're totally past the the injury, and that that was a you know big part of our approach uh, because you know we wanted to, when we got to the point where he was ready to come back, we we didn't want to have any restrictions. So uh, just talking with him yesterday before he left, he he feels great. Coach, it was great meeting you uh, in Oxnard in person. We enjoyed you on Hard Knocks. Thank you so much for doing it again this year. Good luck Sunday, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, man. Have a great weekend.